The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, and thank you, thank you folks for being here. We're back. Today is November 7th, 2021, and here's the topics that we will discuss this morning right here on this week's edition of the Serious Side of the J. Rao Show. President Biden is celebrating a big bipartisan victory and what he calls a once-in-a-generation investment in America. The motion is adopted. Why are we here? We are here because of assumptions and driveway decisions. A very wise person once said, don't assume the worst of another person's intentions until you actually know what's going on with them. Don't assume the worst with what they intend to do. But in this case, all three of these defendants did everything they did based on assumptions. I'm, I'm going to recap what everyone says and, and, and basically agree in, in, in principle. Uh, it's about power influence. It's about the foundation in which this country was built upon, this perception that the Caucasian male will be the, the, the person who will lead this country from here into existence. And in today's culture, if, if he can't, then his wife will. I'm going to go with Carolina. Your whole I ain't state. a Carolina fan, but I'm going to go with Carolina. Yeah, I go with Carolina. How are you not a Carolina fan if you live in the state? But that's okay. Man, that's I'm your a Pittsburgh pick. Right. fan. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Everybody knows. That's why you keep losing. All right, good. You're going with Carolina. Come on. Online radio at its best. Dear Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I praise and glorify your holy name. This is the day that you have made, so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I ask for your guidance and protection as I tackle my day. May your hand be on me, Lord. When things get tough, may I have the courage to set my heart and mind on you, knowing that you will see me through any obstacles during my day. Help me focus on you and set aside time for prayer in your word. I desire to fellowship with you more and more each day. I thank you in advance for the peace that will envelope me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my.
my God. Talk about someone being exhausted. Welcome back. 347-850-1272 is that calling number 347-850-1272. It's the serious side. We're back from a long and much-needed vacation. Uh, Johnny D's in the house. Vanessa May Belly and the Macanelli's in the house. And, of course, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. And Jackie as well. Let's say good morning to the principals. Good morning, uh, Vanessa. How are you? In my pajamas from yesterday, I'm exhausted, but I gotta go to church. So you lost your voice. <laughs> exhausted. Well, good morning I'm to so you, tired. too. Good well, morning. that makes two of us. How are you? Or four of us, actually. How are you doing today? For me? Yeah, you. <laughs> okay, yeah, you. I'm good. I mean, you know, Jay, we came in yesterday, and we didn't even go check on the travel trailer. We got the dog, came home. I took a shower. I'm still in my pajamas. Bobby is still in the bed sleep. Um, so we're going to go to church, but I'm probably going to come right back home and stay in the house all day today. Tomorrow, we have to go and pack up because we're going camping until next Saturday well, with some friends, yeah. and we couldn't change it, so... Well, you know, uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, here in a few. All right, uh, Jackie's here this morning. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I am doing well. Hope you all had a wonderful trip. Oh, but we did. Uh, we did, <laughs> Jackie. We did. More to come. The smooth brother from the Carolinas, the one and only Mr. Johnny D, is in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, uh, Miss Vanessa, Miss Jackie, Mr. Les, Mr. J, Mr. Jerome, and to all those who allow us an opportunity to come into your home. Good day, God bless. Um, folks, I will tell you this here. This is what it sounds like when you get over 50. Now, I remember there was a time where J. Ryle and I, we spent all night running up and down to club after club and doing whatever we do. And we would be ready to run six, seven miles. And now Miss Vanessa's still in her pajamas. Jay still sounds like he's suffering from a a a a, a, a two week flu shot. And, and and I don't even want to know how Brother Les is going to sound. <laughs> but welcome back. Welcome back to the Flatlands, good folks. Definitely. Oh, and the next man. trip, um, I, I, I certainly want to attend. Uh, <laughs> J.D., when you uh, say I yes, feel in the morning for five nights straight, you tend to be a little tired and sound a little crazy. I mean, I literally stayed out one morning. It was 5 o'clock. Oh, well, I tell you, boy, I, you know what? Now, y'all, y'all got to promise me next time I get an invite so that I can attend. Uh, <laughs> well, you in the house, dog. You are in yes. the house. Speaking of the man who gets the first and last absolutely. word, the one and only Mr. Elias is here. Mr. Elias, man, good morning to you. What's happening, brother? Good morning. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, Vanessa. Mwah. Good morning, Ka- uh, Kathleen Williams. Mwah. Good morning, Mr. Sister. Mwah. Good morning, Mama B. Mwah. Good morning, Mariana Music. Oh, good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Why does he sound so Ooh. good? 
Uh, well, I don't know. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. As you all know, first of all, apologies. We tried to get a show off, but it just wasn't going to work. So Vanessa was right again uh, about us not being able to pull that off. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's interested in what happened the last week. So uh, Vanessa, going to let you have a little bit of this flow. Tell us about the vacation that uh, the three of us went on. Every seven years we do this. <laughs> so here we go. Talk to us, Vanessa. So, so I excuse me, my boy. Good morning, Les. I'm so glad you made it back Good home. Morning, um, yes. Safely. Out of everybody, mm-hmm. you're the only one that sounds good. Um, you know, I, it's, we're getting older, and we can't have these vacations every seven years. They have got to be a little bit closer because we're getting mm-hmm. older and life is what you just don't know. So we're going to have to reel it on in a little bit more often than, you know, I would say like another year. I think Les is coming down to an event I'm having. So I'll see Les next year. But other than that, we do need to get together and travel and do something like every two years because you just never know. So anyway, um, I I, I really think you're going to be where? And Houston in three weeks. I'll be back. Yep. Back in three weeks, baby. Well, in three weeks, I'll be in Vegas. Oh, well. Guess I won't see you there. (laughs) 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 Anyway. So, y'all, Les and Jay got to see what Bobby and I do about five times a year, which is go and get on a cruise ship. They got to see what some of the hoopla was because of COVID, a lot of things they don't do on this ship right now. But they got a good grasp of what goes on on that ship. Um, So when you're on the ship, you... You see the water, but you don't see it because of so many activities. It's so much food. I think Jay ate until Jay just couldn't believe that he was eating that much food. Well, I why mean, are you going to gonna go put me out there like that? Why are you going to put me out there you. like I'm that? I'm going to talk about all of us. To go oh, and have you. steak every night. He thoroughly enjoyed it. And my big butt thoroughly enjoyed eating that chocolate dessert. Uh, with the ice cream on the side Ooh, and the chocolate yeah. pudding was in the middle. Lord Jesus, me and Les lost our Simply mind. Delicious, so, Simply delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, so, so we ate one of them every night. Oh, I had food service every morning because that's just what I do. I didn't get up and go have breakfast. They did, uh, which I wanted them to enjoy all the amenities like they enjoyed the nightclub, the casinos, they love sitting out by the pool. We can send each other messages and say, hey, I'm going to such and such. So it was just amazing. And I'm just so glad y'all had a good time. I really was worried if y'all would have enjoyed yourself. I really did. So I'm glad y'all did. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to let them tell me a good highlight of their trip. So now they got to see how excited cruise people are. We're sitting on a cruise booking another cruise. And they got to see that. They got to see when we would meet up with each other going, where's your next cruise? And then and the big ships would pull up beside us. Carnival's newest, brand new ship that hasn't been in the water but three times in, in the United States called the Carnival Mardi Gras pulls up beside us. And even the staff on the ship, the crew on the ship, was coming outside taking pictures of that ship. 
And if the good Lord bless and the creek don't rise, y'all know I'm going to be on that ship next year. I'm trying to find a book now. But uh, it's something to go and enjoy that once you pay for a vacation, everything is included. I know y'all say, well, you can go do an all-inclusive in Cancun. No, it's not the same thing because all of your entertainment is on the ship. Everything. Even the little howdy-ho, gotta go. So anyway. <laughs> we have ho gotta yeah. go. So that's what the cruise director said. So that's going to be the joke on the show. So those of you who are here and say, what the hell are they talking about? That's how the cruise director ended any conversation he had over the microphone. Because he would tell you what to do on the ship, what's going on. And he always ended, howdy ho, gotta go, love you, Carnival Dream. And we'd be like, shut up, Dion. But yeah, that, that's how you're going to hear us say that every now and then. So Jay and Les, please tell me one something that y'all thoroughly enjoyed other than that comedian who could talk about your soul. Who had us on the floor uh, rolling? Please. What she hey look, what she said. Cecilius, <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> she, she summed uh, it all up. My actually Jay and I went to breakfast one morning and uh we sat next to this older gentleman and he come in with a with a with a looked like a guitar case and I said, Man, what is that? A guitar case? He said, Nope, it's a bass uh ukulele. And I'm like, A bass ukulele? So he said, Yeah, I play it every morning up here on the uh, top deck at 10 o'clock. And Jay and I were going on the excursion. And uh, I said, well, hey, man, me and Jay said, tomorrow we'll meet you up there at 10 o'clock. So Jay and I walked around the next morning, went up there and talked to this man at 10 o'clock. And he was trying to teach me how to play Old McDonald on the ukulele. That was one of the highlights of, of, of my trip because, I mean, this guy was just full of knowledge. And he was he was just he was spreading knowledge to me and Jay the whole time we were just talking to him. He was telling us about biometric pressure as far as within our bodies and everything else. This this guy was a wealth of knowledge, and I thoroughly enjoyed just sitting there talking to him. Jay, wait a minute, Jay, you didn't have a highlight. Uh, that was it. Same thing, Mr. Elliott said. It. I mean, a great great old guy. It was it was fun. It was uh, it was a great great time and. Uh, it's great cruise, uh, like Vanessa said. It's everything that you can imagine. You can go out there on Facebook and find pictures. Uh, if we get time later on the day, we'll post some on our show page. Now, that's a joyous occasion. We had a great time. But I also have to make an announcement today that's not going to be so joyous. And I know it's going to, a lot of people are going to be affected by this. Today is the final show of the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. This is his bombardage. On the show, this is his last show, wow. and so I want to take this opportunity what? to say, man, yeah, this is his last show today. We're going to do something special for him later on in the show. This is an abbreviated show, one hour, because we've been gone, and so it's hard to try to know what's happening in the news when you're on a boat that has really, really, really horrible internet service, good googly moogly. But anyway, we're going to talk about a few stories, but today is the one and only Johnny D's last show. So, John... For the last intro, your last intro, you know, when we kick it around, rapid clap, you got anything you want to say, my brother? We got something. We're going to do something for you later on in the show. But uh, anything you want to say, man, your last go around with the with the, with the the fellas and the ladies at the beginning of the show? You know what, Jay? Like I said, man, this has been a liberating 
experience for me. And when I sat back and looked at the the time frame that I have been part of this this great um, cast of contributors, believe it or not, it's almost been four years. And you know, I remember being subtle and sending in text messages, and and you you obliged me and privileged me and honored me by reading those text messages and the show that really stands out was the night of the the general election in 2018 when it was myself Les and Miss Vanessa and because the show was so long that was the first time I really had a chance to really talk and Les and Vanessa was most kind and guided me through that process because I mean it was a big night um, for for history as far as you know voting and that stands out and that's really how I measure the fact that it's been you know nearly four years because that was in November 2018 and we're coming up on 2022 so it was sometime in December, January when I started sending the text messages. I think in January of 2018, you said, hey, man, you want to talk? And I talked one time. And, and like I say, man, it, it has just been a liberating moment. Um, there's some things that I want to do um, moving forward. And that will take up a, a, a good portion of the consumption of my time. You know, I'll listen in uh, continuously and, and maybe every now and again, you know, if there's a specific topic uh that, that 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 you feel that I would be of value speaking on, I will. But it, it has just been a great opportunity for me. Uh, one of the highlights of my life, and like I said, I know it's an abbreviated show, so I'll stop right there. And if you will oblige me at the end to say some some last words, then that's 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 the only thing I'll ask of you. But like I said again, thank you, brother, uh, for this right here. You know, at 18 years of age, you know, you took me up under your wings and your tutelage, and and here it is, I'm 54 years of age, and you you did the same thing when I was 50 years of old, you know, 50 years of age, bringing me into this this form of communication. And like I say, man, I I, I have a debt to you that I'll never be able to repay. Man, you have no debt to me, brother. You know I love you, man, more than life itself. You are my man and then some. So like I said, later on we have something. We have a segment for this man. We'll definitely make sure people get their opportunity to say what they want to say to Johnny P. But in the meantime, we do have a show. We have to move on. Stop for an NPR News update. We'll be back on the other side. A brief a show one hour today. But let me tell you something. It may be good for you as well because guess what? You may, just say may, you may get a full live version of on a need to know basis. We'll see what happens. It's uh the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. With the U.N. Climate Conference in Glasgow entering its final week, the British Prime Minister is urging delegates to agree on concerted action. The BBC's Chris Mason reports that Boris Johnson says bold compromises are needed to make COP26 a success. We cannot underestimate the task at hand, the Prime Minister says. The government is pointing to what it sees as successes so far such as 90% of the world economy now being covered by a commitment to net zero carbon emissions by the middle of the century. But plenty argue things aren't moving far enough or fast enough. Now the second week of the summit beckons, 
and the search for compromise, agreements and promises continues. Travel restrictions are being lifted this week at U.S. border crossings with Mexico and Canada. For more than a year and a half, those land ports have been closed for what the Trump administration called non-essential travel during the pandemic. Thanks to Public Radio's Pablo De La Rosa reports on the change beginning tomorrow. Monday morning will mark the first time in almost two years that foreign nationals, including visa holders who committed daily between the U.S. and Mexico, will be able to cross the border again. Eddie Clavino Jr. is Cameron County Judge and Chair of the Austin-based Texas Border Coalition. He's been working to reopen the bridges, connecting communities on both sides of the border since last year. It's something that we've been advocating for almost a year now, and we're glad that it's finally happening. We wish it would have happened a lot sooner, but at least, as they say, better late than never. Foreign nationals must present digital or hard copy proof of vaccination before being allowed to enter the country. I'm Pablo de la Rosa in the county. To Houston now, where a criminal investigation is underway after at least eight people died and dozens more were injured when a crowd rushed the stage at rapper Travis Scott's concert Friday night. Houston Public Union's Matt Harrop has more. Officials say they're investigating the origin of the incident, which they say began around 9.30 at night and stopped about 40 minutes later. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner confirmed people were trampled rushing towards the stage, but also noted that medical staff treated a security guard who felt a prick in his neck. When he was examined, he went unconscious. They administered Narcan. He was revived, and the medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to um, uh, a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. That is one part of it. At least two teenagers died at Friday's concert. Four of the 25 people initially hospitalized have been discharged. Houston's mayor says the investigation will last for, quote, some time. For NPR News, I'm Matt Harab in Houston. And you're listening to NPR News. motion is adopted. Just before midnight, after months of delays and deliberation, House Democrats and 13 Republicans passed the bipartisan $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Our success on the infrastructure bill is a tribute to President Biden. Finally, Infrastructure Week. I'm so happy to say that. On Friday, President Biden pushed back a planned trip to Delaware and, according to the White House, instead spent the night working the phones, helping broker a deal that promised progressive Democrats a vote on the larger, nearly $2 trillion social spending plan if they agreed to support the bipartisan transportation bill. I feel that we need to trust the president. This is what he said he would do, and I think he'll deliver on it. In remarks to reporters today, the president called the measure transformative. I don't think it's an exaggeration to suggest that we took a monumental step forward as a nation. The bill provides money for fixing roads, highways, and rail lines, but also funds other measures like expanding broadband internet access, replacing unsafe lead pipes, and providing charging stations for electric vehicles. Well, I see the effects of the bill, this bill, 
probably starting within the next uh, two to three months as we get things shovels and ground. Now the White House has to dig in and try to get dissenting Democrats to support what it calls social infrastructure or the Build Back Better plan. Commitment that was made last night is we're going to get it through the House before Thanksgiving, and I believe we will do that. That bill so far has no Republican support. Republicans need to hold firm against the next move by Pelosi and Biden as they work to dramatically increase the size, scale, and scope of the federal government. But before hopping on Marine One for his delayed Delaware departure, President Biden sounded optimistic. I feel confident that we will have enough votes to pass the Build Back Better plan. What gives you that confidence? Me. Now, even if Democrats can overcome their differences and get that Build Back Better plan passed in the House before Thanksgiving, it's not over. It still has to go to the Senate, which is very likely to make changes, and then back again to the House for a final vote. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the serious side, the abbreviated edition of the serious side. Only one hour today, so obviously shorter topics, but uh, nevertheless, we're going to get them in. All right, after months of tense negotiations, the House of Representatives has passed a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, 228 to 206, fulfilling a major priority for President Biden's domestic agenda and cementing a political victory for Democrats. Biden said Saturday that the vote was a monumental step forward and that he would sign the bill into law next week. We did something that's long overdue, that has long been talked about in Washington but never actually been done. He said jokingly that infrastructure week was finally accomplished. The measure includes significant investments in roads, bridges, railways, and broadband internet. It passed late Friday night largely along party lines with 13 Republicans joining 215 Democrats in support of the legislation, but the bill also saw six progressive Democrats vote against it because a larger social spending measure failed to secure enough support for the floor vote on Friday. We'll start right there. And you know how we do this. Now, today and today only, the man against the first and last word here on this show today will be the one and only Mr. Johnny D and the place to be. John, let's talk about this one here. Um, you know, the bottom line is, is that we talk about it on the show all the time, how we have these progressive Democrats. And even we saw the blue dog Democrats doing the Obama administration. It's like a circular firing squad. I don't understand how Democrats don't see by going against the president, even though one part of this bill has been passed, going against the president could be fatal for the party. We all know that the party that's in the White House usually has a tough time during the uh, midterms, but, I mean, my goodness, Biden's numbers are going down. They lost Virginia, and so now here we are. Even though $1 trillion is a lot of money, Manson, uh, cinema, I mean, we have some headwinds going. Give me your thoughts on this one. This is about a uh, six-minute segment, so give me your thoughts on this one here, uh, John. You know, what you just said um, in regards to the infighting, it's something that I know Brother Jerome has been saying that the, the duration of the time I've been on the show about, you know, how the Democrats, uh, when in in power and in authority, have a tendency to be self-destructive. And I think that's what you see here now. 
uh, certainly we need infrastructure. We need the infrastructure bill passed. But uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the fact that it has not been more emphasis placed on the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the People's Act. Mm-hmm. Because right. in 2022 and in 2024, if you allow the Republicans who are, who are you know, right now in the forefront of taking over the House as well as expanding uh, and advancing a lead in the Senate, um, you look at the gerrymandering that's going on now, then you're going to take a large populace of what typically would be a Democratic support and won't have the right to vote or be able to marginalize that vote. So, you know, great, good on what happened last night, but the damage is already done, and I think that was indicative of what you saw in Virginia where the Republicans got the top two seats, not only the governorship but the lieutenant governorship. You invoked the name Jerome Esprit. The man is in the house, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Doing all right, man. Give me your thoughts on this particular topic. Well, I, I, um, again, yes, you know, to Johnny's point, you know, I kind of always say that um, people have to understand that the Democratic Party is a big tent party, so you have a lot of different completely um, different perspectives. But what I think that happens, um, especially when it comes to running um, political campaigns, I think the Democrats suck at this stuff, right? Because Republicans are really good at creating a narrative, even though it's false, that people end up um, believing, and the Biden administration is not doing a good job of marketing it itself. And the Democrats never want to spend money on marketing. Republicans only spend money on marketing because they can't get the vote. So they spend millions of dollars making you believe something that's not true. And Democrats have a hard time um, making you understand what is true is true. You know what I mean? Because they, they, you figure, like um, President Obama, why would I have to market something that you're seeing in your check? Right? Why should I have to market the fact that you now have health care when you didn't before? Well, obviously – they needed to do that because people believed that their health care was not Obamacare. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, no, my, my yeah. state has health care, not yeah, Obamacare. Care. And, yeah. L- let right. me ask you something, Jerome, because I don't want you I, – I don't, I don't want to lose this train of thought because you said something, and it brought up an interesting uh, uh, perspective for me because me and Mr. Elias had this conversation on the cruise. matter of fact. We talked about – he said, well, Republicans are great at messaging and Democrats are not. And I said, well, and I disagree with that because I said, listen – when you say messaging, if you watch any of the news shows, you know, you always hear Democrats talk about what's going on with Democratic politics, you know, all the things they're trying to push. I don't know what else they can do. To me, all the Republicans do is sit in the shadows and obstruct because they know that the low-information voter, they don't care. They don't follow this stuff like we do. So all they're going to say is, look, you know what, my life hasn't gotten any better, and there's a Democrat in the White House, we're going to vote him out. To me, what the Republicans are doing, I don't call that messaging. I just say we're just going to be obstructionists because we know at the end of the day they're going to blame the man in the White House. Yeah, but here's the problem. The Democrats aren't calling them obstructionists, which is a messaging issue, right? They so are. We know I hear them say it all the time. I hear them no. say it all the time. Nope, it's not sticking. It is not sticking okay. because they don't uniformly say that. It sounds like they're complaining, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so okay. when you hear that from the outside in, it sounds like 
The Democrats are whining, but you got control, right? Instead of we're just saying, you know what, we're getting rid of filibuster, we're out. They should have just done it because their messaging cannot get around the fact that Republicans are going to obstruct and then blame the Democrats for not doing anything, right? So it's a messaging issue. You have to say, listen, here's, here's the thing. You don't want us to get rid of filibuster? Fine, they need to work with us. And if they don't by Tuesday, we're out of there. And people have more respect for them. Whether they liked what they were doing or not, they would make a decision and they would keep it moving. But what happens with the Republicans, they stick together, even on a bad messaging. So Lindsey Graham will hide for like two months until Hunter Biden um, went to an Applebee's and didn't tip his waitress. And then all of them fools will come up with the same message. That must be a reflection on his father. Like, it has nothing to do with his policies or politics, but they will sidetrack your butt with cultural issues. And that's why with, you know, elections coming around, they're messaging for the next election. They're doing this on purpose. They do it every term on purpose. And it works. It works for suburban white women. They're only people who pendulum swing. White men don't like Democrats, never going to help them, right? But on the, on the other side of that, most Democrats stay home. I mean, do vote Democrat. But the people who pendulum swing for both sides are suburban white women. And don't ever cater to their asses because they, they're, they're not, like, they're low-information voters. But the problem is, is that when you bring up stuff to affect their children, then they get emotionally moved to one side or the other. So the Republicans are really good at saying, oh, critical race theory, look what they're doing to your kids, and they start playing that. They message on that, where the Democrats need to say, look, you got a child credit that's giving you more money in your pocket. Here's what we're doing for education. They won't message hard on that because they just keep rolling from policy to policy. Nope, now it's climate change. Now it's this. They won't stick on a message for more than a few days. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Wait a minute. Finish your thought real quick. No, no, I was done. I was just saying it hurts for the long term. Okay. Okay, all right, 347 Notice the guys who weren't on vacation are the ones that who, who's really leading the charge. <laughs> I'm like, there's not a whole lot I can contribute because I, I was, like, sipping on Bahama Mamas and all that stuff during the week. So I let, let's, told uh, you. I told well, you, Jay. Well, Vanessa, we're going to let them just do it. Yeah, I you mean, that's just the way. That's okay. Well, it's a team. It's a team. Look, they they lead the charge today because I'm like, go ahead, brother. Go for it. <laughs> go for like, Y'all Alan. knock y'all selves out because if you ask me my opinion of the week, I'm going to tell you that uh, how the hell got to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me uh, let, uh, you know, the cruisers, we're going to stay out this segment. Jackie, go ahead and give us your final thought on this before we move on because, you know, we really don't have a whole lot there. Go ahead. And apparently you don't either. Okay, Miss Elias, give me your last no, word. No, no, Jackie sent a message. Jackie sent a message saying she got knocked offline, so I guess she wants y'all to click her back in. Oh, okay. Uh, well, she she's on on my end. Like okay. Okay. All right, Mr. Elias, real quick, give us your thoughts because we got to keep it moving. We'll bring in in the next segment. I, real quick, Mr. Elias, give me your thoughts on this. John, I had to agree with John, man. I, I probably wouldn't have passed this bill until they gave me secure facts that we were going to pass this voting right bill. I probably would have held out. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you a question. I'll ask you after you finish your thought. Real until, quick. Go until ahead. they pass that Voting Rights Act bill and the John Lewis bill, it's pointless anyway because they're going to lose everything, regardless of if they pass the infrastructure bill or not, because they're putting people in place to say, 
I don't give a damn who you voted for, how many votes you got, this happened, that happened, whatever happened, I don't like him, get him out of here. So until okay, they wait a minute. guarantee, Manchin and uh-huh. Cinema gave me a guarantee they were going to pass this Voting Rights Act bill and the John Lewis bill, I probably wouldn't have done it. I agree with him wholeheartedly. Okay, okay well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on real quick. I'm going to extend it just a few more minutes. My question to you is, is this then? I mean, how is that any – to me, the Democrats – okay, so you're saying stand on principle, and we don't give a damn what happens in the midterm. Don't you understand the effect the of if we – The midterms are not going to – I don't give a damn what you do. They passed so many bills to say that if I don't like who you voted for and who you voted for, I'm not going to let that no. person win anyway. So what no. would be the difference? Okay. All right, well, okay. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm asking. I'm just asking. I just I, I would have, to me, I'd have held on principle if they don't pass the, the voting. Johnny is right. If they don't pass that, you could you could run every bill through the house and win every election, and you could win every every seat that you want to win, and they could say, nope, he didn't win. Nope, he didn't win. Nope, he didn't win. You, there wasn't a fair election. Get him out of here. This is who we want to put in place. So what would be the difference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Jerome, Jerome, any uh, 30 yeah. seconds, any last comment here real quick before we get out of here? Yeah, I want to I comment on, uh, or piggyback off that just to say this, that the, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is a big bill, and they're marketing it, and if they fail doing that, people will think that they did nothing, but the Biden administration has done a ton, I mean a ton of stuff that would take us to show to kind of list all the accomplishments that they had, which were really big accomplishments already. He's had, and it doesn't even look like he has none. That's why the poll numbers are going down. Is because all they hear is the bickering part. They need to spin the filibuster, pass the Voting Rights Act, and then go back, put it back if they want to. But they need to do something drastic because people are seeing them as losing that 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 um that fight of um, democracy. They see the Democrats as losing, but they need to do something to turn that around. So the Voting Rights Act will do it. All right. This is an abbreviated edition of the serious side, only an hour and some change. Coming up next, Marianne Muse Corner. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, 347-850-1272. Keep it right here. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena, and I'm Susan G. Coleman.
Online radio at its best. I don't want it to be put out and misused and misinterpreted for people to think that I had accused of Mr. Arbery of stealing or robbery because I never did. You never filed any report. You never called 911 about this video. The video of February 23rd, I made no calls. Do you believe that uh, Arbery stole anything from your house that day? Not whatsoever. That's Larry English, the man who owned the home that was under construction that Ahmaud Arbery is believed to have entered before he was shot and killed, saying that he does not think or believe that Arbery stole anything on that fateful day. 347-850-1272. I'm going to ask whoever that is. Somebody, you got some noise going on. Please do something about that. After a long selection process, which lasted two and a half weeks and ended Wednesday, a single black man made it onto the jury in a Georgia county where there are about a quarter of the population is black or African-American. Prosecutors complained that 11 black potential jurors had been eliminated because of their race. And even the judge said in court that there seemed to be evidence of intentionally discrimination, but the case went forward anyway on Friday with opening statements. All right, we're, we're back to talk about what's happening in Georgia. And if you're just tuning in, this is an abbreviated case on abbreviated show of the serious side. And also, this is Johnny D's last hurrah. So, you know, since this is his last go out, he's going to get most of the mic time today because I just think it's only fair because we're going to be here. But this is his last broadcast. I want to make sure that the public hears Johnny as much as they can uh, during his last, last full participation uh, as a member uh, of the show. So, John, let me uh, go to you on this one. Uh, a quarter of the county black folks, one black man on the jury. Do you think that there will be a positive outcome for uh, Ahmad's family? Now, keep in mind that the judge has done some things I thought was interesting. He He's not going to allow the, the defense to introduce any of, of Ahmad's uh, previous criminal uh, activities because, according to the judge, that doesn't have a damn thing to do with what's going on here. However, he will allow the prosecution to bring up things like, you know, uh, Dixie flag or the Confederate flag uh, bumper sticker that were on the men's uh, vehicle when they chased down a mod. Uh, uh, give me your thoughts on this case. What do you think, man? You think that this is going to turn out like uh, what happened with the, the Chauvin case, or do you think because of the fact there's, there's just this one long black juror that this is, uh, you know, this has already been baked. The results are already baked in the cake. Well, let, let's start back when when this incident actually happened. I think what March of twenty twenty, um, when the yeah. when the district attorney's office tried to cover it up for this excellent. Oh, I forgot about that. Forget so, about that. Yeah, so that, yeah. That, there's no due process that's going to take place in this. So. Uh, mm. The only real justice that will occur is from a federal standpoint, and and I will say if there is a remote possibility of a conviction, uh, it won't be uh, based off of any first-degree murder, which clearly, when you look at the preponderance of the evidence, uh, this was premeditated. So this was, in, in fact, first-degree murder. Um, 
it, 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 there will be no conviction of that level right there if there is a conviction. And again, uh, it's, it's skeptical. When you have a county that's 27% African-American, if you were trying to, even based off the percentiles with 12 jurors, then that, if my math serves me right, that would be at least three of them. That's 25%, yeah. correct, of 12? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. at least three there. So, uh, you know, we, we're not even looking at no due process here. So, again, from a federal standpoint, I think uh, that if the federal government is, is, is keen and, and wants to see any type of justice done, they go after the district attorney's office federally, and then they look at hate crimes on a federal level. But as a state, uh, state conviction, uh, state court, uh, you know what, like I say, don't don't be lofty with our expectations on this right here because even the selection of the jury is tainted when you don't even let a jury of his peers uh, represent the, the 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 jury pool. So uh, it, it's it's a it's a sad testimony for the whole judicial process. It really and truly is, Vanessa. When you look at the makeup of the jury. Um, you know, I, I, I find, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than John, right? I'm going to say, based on what happened with the Derek Chauvin case and the state of race in America, I, I, I this, look, this county has to know that the eyes of the world are on them, and I just can't see them. Yes, I can. Let me stop with this nonsense. Give, give me your thoughts on this. Yes, I can. I can see them coming back with something ridiculous. When I said Georgia, I just had that moment. Wait a minute. This is a state that, you know, that whole crap with Donald Trump in the election. So anything's possible. Give me your thoughts on what's happening with this case, Vanessa. And do you think with only one black juror uh, amongst the 12 uh, jurors and the, according to the reports, I think 12 potential black jurors, even the judge said that this looked kind of biased, but allowed it to go along anyway. Give me your thoughts. What do you think the outcome of this is going to be? Are you, is it for me, Jay? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. I think that there was a setup. When I heard that it was one black juror on there, okay, so I guess I want to know from y'all, whoever knows the answer to this, if both attorney people get to pick people that's on the juror, and the other person gets to say, okay, I submit that juror. That juror is good. That one's good. Okay, you can have that one. Why didn't the other side not do something or say something? I, I, I got the gallery in the back talking. Why didn't that person say something about not having but one? Why didn't the person who was defending him not say something about it being a jury that only had one nationality. So to me, that's a setup. I, I just, they rigged this from the beginning, hiding evidence against him. How can this be fair? I just, it can't be fair. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to say white people aren't fair, but <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. But, well, well, but let me. Well, you know, Vanessa, you bring up an excellent point about this whole thing. Now, I don't know how it works, and maybe someone can give a more intelligent answer than me. But I know I've been a part of jurors, and this is probably where you're getting your experience from, right? Where you know you sit there, and both sides have to agree. So I don't know how that happened either. I mean, I have no idea. I, that's how a damn that, good yeah. question. He should have been saying, yeah. "No, I'm not going to take that juror because." 
we need one of, I mean, the other side could have, to me, just could have disputed some of this. I, I would have said no to two of his jurors until I got another black one. I just would have. I would have made up something. No, that person can't pass because they look funny at him. No, that person didn't pass because, I don't know. But, oh, my, the gallery in the back is saying, which is true, if more black people went to jury duty, they would have more more to choose from. That's so, a that's damn good point there, too. Well, that's a damn good so. point, too. And, and you know, and that's, a, that's a damn good point by, by Bobby, Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones. All right, uh, let, let me hear from you, Jackie. We didn't hear from you in the last segment. I think there's something going on with her mic because her mic is on, but she is on board. All right, um, Jerome, can you answer that question? Yeah, and I wanted to say, I again, I understand the point, but that is not true that there was not enough black people on jury uh, like that res- response to jury duty. They excluded black folks. We have to stop blaming ourselves every time somebody okay, does wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just wait, saying. Hold it. Okay, I'm just hold saying on. Generally, that's fine. Not in this but case. This not in this case, it didn't happen. Not, I'm not talking about this case. I'm okay. talking about, in general, there has yes. been black Congress people here in Houston, Texas, saying we need more black people to go yes, to jury duty. I don't know about New York. I don't know about it. I have heard too many Congress people in Houston, and they know yeah. the numbers. So I, 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 I understand have to, that. I have to dispute you on that when it comes to my town. I don't know what's no, going on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not Texas, just, I just said I didn't disagree with you that black people need to be more yeah. in the pool, in the jury pool. But here's what happens, Vanessa. We are we are arguing or we are having a, a conversation about something that's irrelevant to this particular case. And this is what happened to Democrats generally, right? So Republicans can stay on the task, whereas we will start to blame other stuff on ourselves. Like, we'll go, well, you know what, let's talk about another town and why they don't have jury duty. It has nothing, you know what I mean? So all I'm saying in this particular case, that is not their excuse. Their excuse is that they excluded well-qualified black folks. And and, um, I believe it is kind of part of the pathology of white folks to begin with is that the reason that they didn't exclude enough white folks is because they always believe that white people are qualified. So if you have one objection from the defense or, yeah, the defense on a juror, they just dismiss them. Sometimes they, they, you get a certain amount of, of objections without any excuses. You don't have to tell them why. You don't have to say, oh, because he's too tall or too short. You don't have to say it. You can just say, no, nope, we don't want that. him. Yeah. They could, they could just, you know, um, we could just get rid of him. And so you don't know. They might have. Had, it seems like they had unlimited, you know, amounts, or maybe they only had twelve, and they just saved them for all twelve black people. Do you know what I mean? And so we have to, you know, again, stay focused and say, um, even though the judge said that, yeah, and the prosecution actually still approved the white folks, like Vanessa said, they should have just started objecting too, to all the white people. So why did, well, well, why did they do that? I mean, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't remember. I remember when I went to jury duty, and, man, I tell you, we are definitely, we're going to be a little bit over an hour, but I'm going to try to get wrapped this one up here real quick so we can keep, keep moving. Uh, 
I remember going to jury duty, and there was a room full of people, right? And, and it was like, you know, so we went in, and we sat there, and like Vanessa said, you know, it's like, well, they asked a certain series of questions. Okay, we approve of this jury. We, you know, we, we don't approve. I, do they, I don't remember if they pointed to us in court. I don't know if they went back and took notes and maybe looked at the information afterwards and told us. I can't remember how that worked out. I don't know if it was a face-to-face thing when they said, okay, we don't want that person. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember. But, yeah, wow. Everyone works yeah. different, right? So the the, the um, prosecutor and the defense gets to ask a juror a question or two because there's a juror, right. juror um, survey that you have to fill out. So yep. let's just say you're on a trial where someone, well, let's say this trial, right? Someone got murdered. And you're like, let's find people with hunting licenses. They can actually look through their jury pool, and they had a list of who's on the pool, right? And they'll say, oh, this person seems like they will understand why you would carry a firearm because they're a hunter, for example. So they can actually see that data before you go in there. I know it looks like it's random. They just call your number up, you go up, and you talk to them, and they say, okay, you're dismissed or not. It looks like that. But they're selecting the pool that they're going to choose from from everybody else. So when they call you in for jury duty, they say number, you know, 50 to 250 show up on this day. And it looks random. So when you go in, totally dismiss you, and it just means that you're not in the pool that they're going to choose from. They get an initial pool, they sort that out, and then they start to pick. That's when they can call them in individually, ask them a couple questions. Not individually, the judge is going to be there, and both the prosecutor and defense is going to be there, but they'll ask some questions and then determine if they want to keep them or not. They usually okay. only scrutinize really heavy and high-profile cases, but they will ask you questions, and then they get to object. So as soon as the person came in and sat down and the defense probably saw they were black, they probably didn't even ask them questions. They were like, um, we object, and they said, okay, you're dismissed. And so they don't really have to give an excuse. Yeah. So how do you fix it? How do you fix a system that is that doggone biased? When the judge is saying, it seems like you're, it 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 looks like you are just discriminating, and it we have proof that you're discriminating, but we're not going to do anything about it. How is that supposed to make us feel? That's the part that threw me off, Mr. Elias Ming. Let me give you thirty seconds, brother, real quick on this one. Well, Jay, my thought process is, you know, it's a tainted pool. It's a tainted jury already. The bottom line is it's tainted because, they, look, man, they knew what they were doing <laughs> from the very beginning when they said, you know, even, even if the judge can recognize it, they knew what they were doing. And I'm like Vanessa, like Vanessa said, I've been in jury duty before, too, so I know they got a right to say we don't want that jury or we want this jury. So bottom line mm-hmm. is. It's tainted. It's tainted, and it's going to be tainted. I'm sorry. I just have no. I have no faith in our judicial system. Huh. Interesting. All right. Sounds like all of us are saying we think this is going to be bogus. And uh, stay tuned because it could be riots coming up. Wow. We'll be right back after a short break. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance too? 
learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. I'm, I'm going to recap what everyone says and, and, and basically agree in, in, in principle. Uh, it's about power influence. It's about the foundation in which this country was built upon, this perception that the Caucasian male will be the, the, the person who will lead this country from here into existence. And in today's culture, if, if he can't, then his wife will. I'm going to go with Carolina. Your home I ain't state. a Carolina fan, but I'm going to go with Carolina. Yeah, I go with Carolina. How are you not a Carolina fan and you live in the state? But that's okay. Man, that's I'm your pick. All right. fan. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Everybody knows. That's why you keep losing. All right, good. You're going with Carolina. <laughs> Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That's just a smidgen of some of the of some of the back and forth we've had over the years with this man. It's time to say good morning for the very last time to the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Man, good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Blessed and as usual, some some good discussion points and topics, man. Just real talk, man. Real talk is what I'm gonna miss. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, now it's time to go to the ladies. I don't know what's wrong with Rich Sisters, Mike. It's been on the whole show. Good morning, uh, uh, Vanessa. How are you? I think she was trying to talk. I think she was. But, um, good morning. There she is. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, good morning, everybody. I'm here. Yeah. All right, Jackie, good morning to you. Good. Wow. Good morning, everybody. Your mic's been on the whole show. I don't know what's going on. All right, the man, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is freezing house. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding, man. It's the first and last word, usually, but not today. But anyway, good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Ah, good morning, my brother. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Mr. Sister. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Marion the Music. And Marianne Music, that song was made by Ken Navarro and his Kiss of Life by Sade. And good morning, my brother Hawk, for the last time. And good morning, my brother Jerome. All right, Miss Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room if you don't mind? Uh, just that brother Kavina man is in there, man. Kavina in the house. Oh man, I want to say what's up to a lot of people, man. Messages are coming in for Johnny D. Going to read these during uh, State Your Case. The pastor's in the house. Larry Trinity. Uh, Bobby. Uh, uh, who is this? Rochelle Terry. I mean, so many people listening. A lot of messages. Can't read them all, but we'll read most. We'll read about six of them during the uh, final part of the show. All right. Uh, like we said, this is our man's last show. And, uh, you know, I just want everybody to take a few minutes just to. You know, if there's a favorite Johnny D moment they want to bring up, they just want to just wish my man well, whatever the case may be. Let me start with you, Vanessa. Any favorite Johnny D moments you want to bring up at this time? Okay, so I don't... You know, I've been on a trip with y'all for six, seven days, and I had no idea. So I'm just as surprised as the audience. Um, I don't have a favorite Johnny D moment. But I do because I can't remember. I can't remember what I had on day before yesterday. So um, let me say, this. <laughs> I'm so tired. So let me let me say this. Uh, 
J.D., I'm being quite honest when I say this to you, and I say it with love, so don't sound at me before I get it out. I, when you first got on the show, I've been dealing with Jamie for a long, long time now, okay, on the show. I mean, I think that I'm one of the ones that's been here for just, they can't get rid of me. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> that's right. We ain't going to let you go nowhere. We ain't going to let you go nowhere but, either. But, but, but listen, about that? thank y'all. I love y'all. But listen, when Johnny D came in, they would say, okay, y'all got three minutes. And then you would let Johnny D talk for ten minutes. I was like, <laughs> 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 Like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> who the hell is this person that they'll catch me out and say, that's what we got to But he can sit there and say one last thing, and that one last thing would go five more minutes. I mean, so it's like, <laughs> I just was rolling my eyes at you through the telephone. Like, who the hell is this? But as the show went on, I realized, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that Jay and commentary and uh man I, I hope you keep listening to the show and don't be a stranger my brother absolutely absolutely like i say man um just just have enjoyed definitely mm-hmm. all right uh jackie your turn any uh thing you want any moment or anything you want to say to the man before he gets up out of here well i definitely want to say johnny it's really been uh Wonderful having you on the show. I remember from when you were just you were just chiming in with a text here and here and there, and then you became a, a resident texter. And I was like, he, he got magic hands for texting because he texted Samuels <laughs> and Could you come on the show though and grace us with your presence? And sure enough, you did. You definitely eventually became a part of the team. And we got to not just see you in text, but we heard you in voice and very much in spirit. 
And it's just been wonderful. It's been wonderful. And I'm really going to miss you, Thank Johnny you. B. Really going to miss you. And that's you likewise. I'm just going to miss you being a part of the show. I hate to hear this is going to be your last show, but please know you'll be greatly missed. Well, th- th- thank you, Miss Jackie. Uh, like I said, you all have welcomed me, and I have learned from each one of y'all, and I appreciate your kind words. I really do. All right, Mr. Jerome Esprit, man. Uh, any, uh, anything you want to say, any special moment you want to get down like Vanessa? What you got to say, dog? I was going to say, you know, in the spirit of Vanessa, since you wanted to make this a roast, let me say this. <laughs> last show, Johnny said that he was surprised by my football pick. So that's standing out to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I said that funny. That he, I was thinking by the colors, but I was winning. So he said, since he stick it out in my head. Sorry about that. All right. So, and, and, by the way, Vanessa invoked that out of me. Like, she was like, we're going to make this a rose. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, I want to know what Jerome Jerome was being coy with with, with his knowledge of football. I'm talking about he gonna pick by the the, the favorite color, and then he's at the top of the pole. Yeah. Mm. Hey, hey, I hey, I tried to slip that pass, but Johnny caught that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Know that. So I want to say <laughs> this though. Um, since you are a part of this show, whether you're gonna be here or not, I would suggest that every now and then, send in a topic that you want to talk about, and when you're listening to the yeah. show, let us hear your voice in there. So just say, here's Johnny D's topic of the day. Just give us something, and um, we'll keep sending yeah. you shout-outs, brother, and everything that you do. So it's been a pleasure, and, um, you know, thanks for hanging out. And hopefully you, you'll, you'll still give blessings with your presence, even even if it's by text or uh by uh, by question, incognito. We'll <laughs> what you say? Do it incognito. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you can't be Johnny D. Just just do like everybody else when they um, have their earlids and come on there. We'll know who it is. Hey, James, don't I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, like you say, you are. Certainly what Jay has indicated, like I say, uh, just an intelligent brother man and like they got a good sound perspective on on life. And uh, I, I have appreciated listening to you and learning from you. Oh, thanks a lot, bro. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, bro, what did Jay say about me? Vanessa, you already blew him out the water once. Don't do it, Johnny. Here we go. Here you go with your nonsense. <laughs> Thank you. <up. laughs> All right, look. You already know how I feel about you. Uh, you know, I understand the reasons why you had to go, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, you your voice will be a missing ingredient to what we do. But like everybody said, you are a part of this family, whether you like it or not. And uh, they said you could choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. So guess what? Uh, we here, bruh. And, you know, anytime you want to pick up the microphone and chime in, you know, the floor, there's always a seat at the table for you. Uh, you know, you mean more to me than words can explain. I'm just, when I tell y'all, when I talk about this man and talk about where he was and where he is today, this was a guy, oh, man, I can tell y'all stories. Matter of fact, I think 
one weekend when he's out here, we're going to have another segment. We're going to tell y'all all the stories from Mike and this guy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to have a moment. Everybody got to understand that that's why I am so proud of the man that you've become from a professional standpoint, from a personal standpoint, father, husband, you know, just leader in the community, man. You are the very best what this is all about, man. God bless you. I love you. And I know this is not the end. It's just the beginning. Likewise. We'll see you around here soon. Absolutely. Next vacation, Absolutely. you are on board, my brother. Indeed. And, and, and I won't accept anything other than that right there. But like I say, brother, you know, Jay, love you, man. You love you, love you, love you. Like I say, yeah, I, I was that guy. But God, but God, but God. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I we're going to up a Wednesday show yeah. for that conversation, but I ain't gonna, Yeah, I think we, I think we need to have one, Jerome. I'm with you on that. I think we need to do just a special edition of Jay Rogers so we can just bring all that stuff out. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, Chatterbox. I mean, not Chatterbox, but State Case. People are want to chime in on Johnny's departure as well. Uh, one last break. We'll be right back after this. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The smallest beat moments beat can have the biggest beat impact beat on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. All right, it is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we hear from our world-famous chat room and from the social media sites that we uh, monitor throughout the course of the show. Abbreviated edition, we're going a little over an hour, but uh, we try to fit it in in 60 minutes. Mr. Elias, may you have anything from the chat room you want to add? Yes, uh, Covina Man says... That uh, he's going, he's sorry to hear that Johnny is leaving, but he's a hey, good luck to you, Johnny. All right, and I have a lot. Let's start with the pastor. Pastor Steve says, uh, Peace and blessings, family. He says, Wow, I have to say that this is a shocker. I am at a loss for words, John. In all the years that I have listened to this show, you have been one of the best panelists in the history of the serious side. It has been an honor, my brother, and I hope that God continues to bless you and your family with whatever you decide to do in the future. Don't be a stranger. You would definitely be missed. Uh, Larry from Las Vegas says, Say it ain't show, Johnny D. Man, your commentary will be missed. Godspeed. Uh, uh, Trinity from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, no. Why am I in tears? When y'all say his last show, do y'all mean like gone forever? This can't be happening. Uh, Sabrina, San Antonio. Good morning, family. This is truly a sad day. My hubby is always bragging to his friends about his homeboy on the show. Yep, he's from NC as well. Johnny, good luck on your future endeavors. Caroline, Houston, Texas. Y'all play too much. This is a joke, right? Ain't no joke, Caroline. Cameron, Cameron from uh, Oklahoma. Thank you, John, for your years of service, not only as a military man, but as a member of one of the best talk shows ever. Your input will surely be missed each Sunday. Bless you, brother. Let's see here. I'll read two more. Uh, Jake from Irvine, California. This is a shot. Didn't see this one coming. All I can say is take care, brother. When GOG left, I was disappointed. Oh, man, you've been around for a while. You bring up GOG's name. When GOG left, I was disappointed. Kathleen 
wasn't here long enough to be missed. Amen, I'll say that. But, man, you were the constant voice, but you were a constant voice on the show. Good luck. Uh, Terry from Florida, dude, can you at least stop by every week and give your football picks? A little bit of Johnny Thea is better than no John at all. Oh, that's good stuff. And with that, and on that note, it is time for our final thoughts. Online radio at its best. All right, it is time for our final thoughts, and uh, ladies go first. Vanessa, final thoughts. I just found $50 squished in the bottom of my purse. Oh, wow, great, Vanessa. Way to blow the high. Hey, that's, oh, that's, that's, from the casino. That no, was I'm a sorry, final. I did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that Change the name of this topic. It's the final thought. <laughs> that was a thought. <laughs> Wait, she digging for money. Johnny D, you going to be so missed. You really are. I mean... You're the brainiac like Jerome. You are the, the one who knows all of the the, the police side of however you want to put that, of uh, things that go on on the show. So whatever it is that you're moving on to, and y'all, I'm just as surprised as y'all. Um, I, I would, we would really like for you to at least tell Jay what you think and then let Jay act like he said it, but he can text us on the side and say whatever you're going to talk to me. But, I mean, I just like that view from you. And you're just going to be missed. And Jay adores you. And so to hear Jay's excitement talking about you is just in awe. And so thank you for all that you've done for this country. Thank that you've done for. Uh, thank you for what you've done for your community and your in your police side or whatever side it is that you have. You want to word it. So thank you so much. And please don't be a stranger. And yes, we're gonna all meet in Las Vegas, right, Jay? I mean, right, Liz? We're gonna all meet in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will get to meet you. We will. Thank you, Miss Vanessa. <laughs> all right. All right, uh, Jackie, final thoughts. Well, great show, great show today. Um, once again, uh, Johnny D, so going to miss you being a part of the show. I cannot say that enough. And, um, I just wish you all the best. Just wish you all the best. Once again, I'm glad you all had a, a wonderful time on the cruise. And please know, Vanessa, in case you forgot, uh, definitely I know how much Jay can eat. Not close my mouth. All right, Jackie, thank what you so much. What did she say the You know what? Go ahead, repeat it again, Jackie. What's the ending? No, you were talking about... <laughs> no, you were talking about... Uh, with the food, you talk about how much Jay can eat. Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay? Once again, you said an important. Okay, uh, forget her. You know uh, put your mic like off, kids. Jackie. I mean, just Jay. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Vanessa, for clearing that up too. Thank you very, very much. All right, Jerome, man, final thoughts, brother. You know, I want to say this because um, 
as I keep hearing about the trip, I don't think that there was an all-out invitation for everybody because I don't remember getting one. So I just want to say that for the record. <laughs> yeah, and, get her, get her ass. Yeah, I just want, I just want to say I don't, I don't recall getting no, no invite. That's my final thought. Like her digging in her purse. So I just want to say that, Vanessa. I don't remember hearing it. All right. So. And, and, you and know what, Jay? You could have at least defended me because you know I know, right? He told you how to, didn't You just said I ate too much. You just called me a pig. You just called me a pig on the air, so no. <laughs> I said no. we all ate like pigs. Okay, y'all. I had an extra cabin, and Jaynem got the extra cabin. So that's the way I want to make it But I it will, was a in the future, that, uh, make sure... I will make sure that it's an all-out invite. And Jackie, I told Jay and Liz on vacation that I'm going to figure out a way to get you on a cruise with us once you're back to Yeah, but she came around me. She ain't back to me. I ain't hanging around her ass. Um, sorry, go ahead, uh, Jerome. To update you, to update you, I took care of my vaccinations last month. That's what I'm talking about. That's the best news of the morning. Uh, so, please inform awesome. me. Please inform me the next time you do it. Uh, just like I said, I just had to wait until I was ready to do it. And it, it, just, it just came too much. Too much I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so proud of her, too. I now, tell the truth. I took care of them last month. Okay, so, tell the truth. Now, did, now didn't, we, now, didn't, we have, didn't we have something to do with that? Tell the truth. Okay, y'all, y'all played a, a part, a minus, a minuscule. I don't know that. You had to try to minimize it, but we played a part in it. Okay. I just had to do it when I was ready. I, I knew I was going to eventually do it. I thought I was going to wait until the first of the year, but but it just stuff was happening. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and take care. Okay, you didn't have enough time. Okay, thank you very much, Jackie. We moving on. Bye. All right, Joel, you finished your final thoughts? Um, no, I forgot what it was. I'm just joking. Yeah, right, just, so yeah that's how they do I watched, it. I, I'm just joking. All right, so, I, and again, I want to kind of reiterate, I know everybody has mentioned this, but Johnny, your presence on the show is um, not just only going to be missed. It created, you know, a lot of, you know, different perspectives. I think that the, the listeners appreciate as well. And so, again, don't don't forget, Jay will act like it was um, some foreign guy named Fred that sent it in. But we we'll, we'll just add your comments every now and then. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't know what kind of aliases y'all going to come up with, but I'm just saying. He's like, Fred from Albuquerque said, we'll know, we'll know you. <laughs> right, and yeah, and so good luck with whatever you're doing, and and again check in. And hey, if you if you need anything from me, just pass through the grapevine. I, I'll um I'll be there for you. Absolutely, thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, Mr. Elias, man. Final thoughts, though. Well, this is my final thoughts, man. You know, I got to stay on message, but hey, man, look, if you don't pass the Voting Rights Bill, the Voting Rights Act. We're going to be in some serious trouble. We're going to lose our democracy. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. So we need to get out there, call the Senator McMansion, stay on their butts. If you don't, 
We're going to lose our democracy. And as far as Johnny, my God, my brother, you're going to be greatly missed. The wealth of knowledge that you have, the, the way you pass it on, and the dignified way that you pass it on <laughs> is unbelievable because some of, them, some of them times, my brother, I couldn't have held it down as cool as you held it down. So, my brother, you're going to be missed. I always know that you're part of the family. And whenever you want to come back, my brother, the door's wide open. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Definitely. All right. I'll give my final thought here before I turn it over to the man. Uh, my final thoughts twofold. Obviously, you know, like I said, Johnny, for him to, you know, the thing is, people don't know the back, the back story behind this. When Johnny came on the show, I had just reconnected with him after losing contact with that man for, I don't know, almost, was it almost 30 years, maybe? Over 25? And so yeah, it yeah, was, it was over, just 30, a, over 30. Over 30 years, had lost contact with him. And the story is I'd been looking for him forever, so I was able to get my get access to some illegal police records, and uh, somebody used the police database and tracked him down. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but I called his mother and talked to her. And, you know, when I talked to her, it was like, because I actually visited John in North Carolina, uh, hung out with his sister and brother and mother and father. And so me and his mom was talking, and we talked about that time. And I remember the first time he called me, the first time I heard his voice in over 30 years. I tell you, I got emotional because y'all don't know how much this guy means to me. Y'all really and truly don't. So for me to reconnect with him and for him to be here every Sunday, it was a beautiful thing. It was like, man, making up for lost time. Had an opportunity to meet his family for the first time back in 2019. Was hurt so much because I'm like, my God, look at look at all my my, my niece and my nephew, I, you know, his wife, all this good loving they've been missing from me. But I'm gonna try to make it up for him because I'm gonna tell you something. That guy is truly my brother, and I love him to death, man. So Godspeed and what you got going on, you know. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, this is not a goodbye. This is just a see you in a minute because I know you'll every now and then chime in and give us your perspective because. You know, this one lady talking about she crying. Lord have mercy. The impact you've had on the audience is amazing. And I couldn't read all the comments. Every comment this morning that I pulled down were about you. Can't read them all because we don't have the time. But my God, man, what an impact you've had on our audience, on our on us as a family, and you're going to truly be missed. And one last thing I want to say before I turn it over to him. Uh, this past week, the founder of our church, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Isaiah West Sr. passed away. He was uh, 95 years old. Um, unfortunately, because wow. of the cruise, I didn't get a chance to attend his funeral. Um, all I can say to you, Papa, is you have always been a man of God. Anytime I've had issues, uh, if I needed spiritual guidance, I would always come to you. You was always uh, made yourself available. and You always made it a point to shake my hand at church every Sunday. And boy, you know, we lost, I lost Sister Christine, which was your youngest daughter earlier this year. Now you get a chance to sit with your daughter and you're there with your beloved wife. May God bless you and your family. And I'm praying for you, Bishop and uh, Jose and all the remaining family members that are here. I know it was a tough day yesterday, but I love y'all. And uh, Papa, you will surely be missed. Now the man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be, man. John, final thoughts. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate all of the the, the kind commentary um, from all all of the the Sirius I family, and 
that includes those who listen in every week, whether you agreed with, with our perspective and, and our points of conversation and, and our message. Um, like I say, this has been a liberating um, opportunity for me for the last four years. And, you know, earlier in the month, I had announced the fact that I was going to be retiring. So on the 29th, I retired and, um, and I'm looking at some different opportunities. Matter of fact, uh, I went back to work that following Monday, and um, and and like I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to committing myself to to that audience and that field of expertise. And God has really blessed me with opportunities, man, to you know have my mother be present and listen to the people speak. Uh, one which is you know uh, Jay and I's you know our military buddy uh, Victor Little. And, you know, he came and, and he spoke um, and to have an opportunity to, to allow my mother to hear those comments and just to see my body of work and the impact that I've had, um, you know, uh, was just meaningful. And, and, and to hear the comments of, in regards to uh, the, the listeners as well as the contributors here is, is equally rewarding uh, also. So I'm going to continue my, my public uh service in my public life and you know if all goes well um, I, I do look at doing something in the municipality and then of course at the state level probably in 2028 so I'm going to continue to serve humanity um, for those of you all who, who do know and had an opportunity to follow the show uh, a significant person in my life uh, passed in, in 2020 and these words came to me and they're not somber to me, although they may sound somber, but I want to leave everyone with these last words here because these were the words that came to me when, uh, when my father passed. In these days when we're killing ourselves trying to live, people still believe they can find peace of mind through pills. They try to eat their way to ecstasy and drink their way to pleasure. They try to puff their way to settled nerves. They try to press their way to popularity and push their way to power. They try to bully their way to friendship and bomb their way to world peace. But I've come to say, I know where a poor man has a chance. Where sick men get well, an ignorant man become wise, a bad man becomes good, a good man can be made better, and even a dead man can be made alive. And that's in Jesus Christ. Thank you all for allowing me an opportunity to be part of the show. And I love everybody and thank you. Drop well the mic, said, JD. That was a good one. Well, that is a drop the mic moment, Vanessa. Johnny, we love you too. Yeah, you know, bro, you you are uh, you you are a. Uh, it's gonna be hard to, to to get past this one, but you know, like they say, the show must go on, and uh, you know, as long as we know he's here in spirit. Uh, bottom line is, is that we'll be able to do the things that we need to do. So once again, man, thank you for everything that you've done, and which we'll continue to do for the serious side. And on that note, Johnny D, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It is the serious side of the J-Riles show. Love you, love you, love you. God bless. For my man, Johnny D, for Vanessa, Jackie, Jerome, and my main man, Mr. Elias, I'm J-Riles saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J-Riles show. Hawk, love you, man. Hope to see you in the future. God bless. Take care, everybody. Absolutely.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.